I'm Joel Parker, and this is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Coming up, we'll visit the natural funeral in Lafayette for a more ecological way to plan a burial. It's called Green Burial. When they're calling us and they're asking for cremation, we say, well, which type of cremation are you interested in? And can we tell you about water cremation? So that's one of our ecological methods of disposition. Today marks Day of the Dead in Mexico. It's a time to welcome the spirits and memories of the dearly departed and to reflect on our own mortality. But in U.S. culture, this type of face-to-face -face reckoning with death itself is often taboo. Today, we're going to delve into one of those taboos. What does one do with one's body after death and the ecological consequences of each choice? KGNU News Director Shannon Young recently visited the Natural Funeral in Lafayette, the only funeral home in Colorado to offer the newly legalized practice of body composting, and the first in the state to have introduced water cremation. Karen Van Vuren and I'm one of the managing partners of The Natural Funeral, which is a holistic funeral home in Colorado in Lafayette, right downtown next to Festival Plaza. And I'm going to give you a little tour of our facility here. When you walk in the door, you will notice that it really feels not perhaps quite like anything you would have imagined a funeral home could look like. It's a 1903 house full of light with art on the walls and all of our products are made by local artists. We have in here a display of some wooden urns that are made by a very talented wood turner called David Hawley. We have a shroud here that is uh, handmade in the USA by another artist and that's beautiful blue silk and you can see there are some peacock feathers that are coming out on the display. We have ceramic urns that are also made by local artists. We actually have some urns here that have some blue turquoise inlaid into the urn, and they are made by the former sheriff of Boulder, Mr. George Epp. They're actually quite big sellers. They're one of our most attractive urns. They have some more pottery here. We have glass objects that contain actually the ashes or the cremains, as they're called, which are the bones from the deceased that are left after a cremation process, either water cremation or flame cremation. <laughs> Cremains can be placed into these glass objects and then turned into beautiful art. So if you'd just like to follow me, we've got 
a family meeting room here, which is a place where we sit down with families to talk through, you know, what their wishes are, maybe when they're not necessarily facing a loss, a death in the near future, but they, they want to plan and they, they want to have things really clear for family and friends. And that has also local art on the walls. And we'll just come through the kitchen, of course, which is an important part of any house. So if you'd like to come through to our little chapel here. This room is a former carriage house in this older property. It really appealed to us when we were looking for a place to open our holistic funeral home because it has Colorado beetle kill pine wood on the wall, on the ceiling. It is just a really sweet, warm space that is kind of a sanctuary area. And you'll see there's a table here in the middle of the room that has some beautiful cloths on it, some silks. There are flowers at the back. There's an altar space, which is really a display area. People can light candles, have those going in here, and they can put pictures of their loved one. There's this big crystal that actually a family donated to us. And there are these lovely silks that are covering the windows and letting in this uplifting light. It's a space where if a family wants to spend time with their loved one after death, and we don't do embalming, so we're all about natural care of the deceased, they can come and have time with their loved one. One of our signature offerings is called reverent body care. Reverent body care is a ceremony, a ritual, and it doesn't have to follow any particular format. It can be very organic. It depends on your spiritual beliefs, your religious beliefs, just how you want to interact with your person. It is a way to honor and bless the last remains that can be very healing to families if they are going to say yes to something like that. So reverent body care is washing, often it's anointing with essential oils, and that's in many traditions as well, that frankincense is an essential oil that's associated with spiritual transcendence, I would say. We would have a little crystal bowl with a base oil in it, like jojoba, maybe frankincense oil. We're holding it, and the family or friend is putting their fingers in. They're just moving to that area of the body that they feel called to, and sometimes reflecting on where did these feet walk in life? Whom did these hands touch? Who did this heart love in life? It's an amazing privilege to be present and watch families step into that unknown experience because it's not common in our culture that we interact with death in this way, but to watch them amidst all of their grief and their love and be present and supportive. And I have to say, <clears throat> we get a lot of sudden deaths. I don't know if it's more than other funeral homes, but it seems that we're sought out by families that have had tragic and sudden loss from overdose, suicide, accident. Even though there can be some trauma to the body, if there is a way for us to make that body available to the family, you know, maybe if there's, a, there's some trauma to the head, the head is covered, but mom wants to see her son's hands and feet and have a, a way to be with the last remains of her child, then we're going to say yes to that and create a space that feels beautiful when they walk in with candles 
and flowers and all of this lovely wood. And it's really profound. And if you're not using chemicals that are traditionally, well, that are conventionally used in embalming, does that affect the amount of time one has to plan a funeral and carry it out? The law says in Colorado that within 24 hours you have to use refrigeration or embalming. And embalming is a procedure that is quite invasive and uses chemicals that are actually carcinogenic to the embalmer. Uh, that would be formaldehyde and chemicals and preservatives and dyes. So we don't choose to use embalming because we're a natural funeral home. We use refrigeration. So that means if somebody is not being sheltered in a, a refrigeration unit, which is commonly called a cooler, then they are having dry ice under their torso or on top of them to cool down their body. And that is legal. And it gets replaced every like six to eight hours because it just evaporates and you need to then put more on. That's a legal way to preserve the body. And embalming actually is a temporary measure of preservation. It doesn't guarantee that you will hold up for an indefinite period of time. There's a little bit of myth about that. So we use dry ice or another option is Techni ice, which is a kind of a ice pack that stays really cool. And beyond what you described as the initial experience with washing of the body and preparing it, you also offer ecological solutions to what would normally either be a choice between burial or cremation. Yeah. Go into that a bit. So when we sit down with the family, we're telling them about all of the choices they have for what's called disposition, which is what do we do with the body once we've had any kind of ceremony and ritual? Is it going to be burial or is it going to be cremation? We, when it comes to cremation, are informing families that there are actually two types of cremation. We offer conventional flame cremation, which everyone is familiar with. Most people in Boulder County are choosing flame cremation, but there is a, an environmental repercussion to choosing flame cremation that we're not necessarily thinking of. I mean, I know I wasn't. When we are burning a body, we're using non-renewable fuel. They're gas-powered crematories. We are putting CO2 into the atmosphere and if you have amalgams with mercury in your teeth, that's getting vaporized. So once that happens, you know, it's just in our air. So we have mercury then that we're breathing in. Flame cremation is a choice that we offer. You know, people want it. But we are so proud that we can offer water cremation as well. We were the first funeral home in Colorado to have a client who chose water cremation. She was on hospice and while she was alive, we met with her and she chose this method of disposition because she wanted her body to go back to her land. Burial wasn't really an option on her land. You can actually bury on private land in Boulder County, depends where you live and the zoning around that. So that always needs to be checked, but we have helped families do burial on their own land. So she wanted to be buried on her land, and that was just challenging from a viewpoint of getting to the place where the burial would happen and, you know, machinery and water was nearby. There was a stream. So she chose water cremation, and water cremation was legalized 
in Colorado in 2011. It's technically called alkaline hydrolysis. It actually has been around since the end of the 19th century. It was a British chemist called Amos Herbert Hobson, who was experimenting with what to do with deceased livestock. And he discovered this method whereby he could really break down the remains of the animals and have their bodies then be available to the land as a bionutrient and fertilizer. And it was using mainly water and potassium hydroxide potash. And there are some other compounds that go in too, but primarily those. We, in 2019, met with this woman who made this choice and was the first in Colorado and our vessel in Arvada at our water crematory is about the size of a bathtub and then it has a lid and the water is warm and we place the person in and then the potassium hydroxide and then denatured alcohol and some other uh, other um, compounds are added at the end over the course of just a few hours the body is broken down to where it is just bones there are actually more bones than with flame cremation, 20% more bones because with flame cremation, some are actually incinerated and go out the chimney. Those bones can be removed and reduced to cremains, just like with flame cremation, where you have the cremains that go back to the family and then they do a ritual of scattering or burying or whatever. The same with alkaline hydrolysis with water cremation. So we give the cremains back to the family, but then we also have for you know, 120 pound person, we might have 25 gallons worth of this fertilizer, this liquid, which is life-giving. And that can be put back on the earth with dilution and sustain life, which is incredibly meaningful for people to think, oh, my last gift to the earth of this body is actually going to sustain the earth. It's not going to be a burden for the earth, right? By causing pollution. We've done more than 100 water cremations since then. And the big challenge is really education, just to let people know. When they're calling us and they're asking for cremation, we say, well, which type of cremation are you interested in? And can we tell you about water cremation? So that's one of our ecological methods of disposition. How do you transport the liquid after the cremation we, it, process? It goes in five-gallon jugs at this point. We're using five-gallon jugs. Some families have actually taken all of the liquid because they have land, right? And they, they've got acreage that they can put it on and they feel that it would be wonderful to put their loved one <laughs> basically back uh, into the earth. Tell us about the natural reduction via yeah. composting. Yeah, we're calling natural reduction, which is the term that the Colorado legislature chose to name this process of body composting. We're calling it body composting. It is a process that I guess we're all familiar with, at least the composting piece. A lot of people are anyway, which is, yeah, we're adding certain bulking agents as they're called, like wood chips or straw or alfalfa. We're adding that to the body. For someone who's maybe 120 pounds, it's a lot of bulking agent. <laughs> it could be 200 pounds worth of those materials. We have a vessel which 
we built. Actually, our facility manager, Chris Olachia, built it. And one of our partners had gone to Washington State, which first legalized body composting. He went to visit two facilities to get some intelligence around what would be the best construction method uh, for making our own body composting vessel. That was completed, I think, the end of August. Body composting, called natural reduction here, became legal September 7th. On September 22nd, we had our first client who chose body composting. When they passed, they were placed in the vessel and the family was present for that. We offered them the opportunity to be part of it because we do believe that if families can be involved in any kind of ceremony or ritual, it can be kind of part of the rite of passage of letting go of um, your loved one. That can be very healing. So they were there and we had straw and we had alfalfa and we had wood chips and their loved one was in the vessel, which by the way is called the chrysalis and it's named after the builder whose name is Chris. They got to place on top of their loved one some of this material. And then after they left, we continued to put more on. And that vessel is then closed. Actually, we also put water in there because that's part of what you need for the breakdown of the body to start. And there are air holes on the vessel. So we, at various points, add oxygen to the vessel so that the microbial activity can be speeded up. In Colorado, the vessel needs to be in the, in the same way as uh, actually in the Washington legislation. The vessel needs to be kept inside. It has to be at 131 degrees for at least 72 hours. That's a legal requirement. When you heat up the insides to that degree, there's really a lot of activity that's happening. <laughs> and over six months, and this is the number one, <laughs> this is the first vessel in Colorado, right? This is our um, inaugural journey with body composting. After six months, we will open the vessel and remove the bones. And then the curing process will begin where we are drying out what is left. So it takes six months from well, start to finish? To be honest, so the, in Washington state, there are two providers and one is pretty rural and only uses wood chips. And, and when he takes a deceased person, he's telling the family it's about a year. And we're in a place where we're saying it's six months, but it could be a year. Certainly this current family understands we're going to see. <laughs> it could actually be sooner. We are building three more vessels currently, and we're about to probably engage with somebody who's a national composting expert who is maybe going to allow us with his particular recipe to do this sooner than six months, but we'll see. So this would create a wait list as well. I mean, it takes six months to yeah. compost the body fully. Yeah. And as you have more and more interest in this process, yeah. it's not unlikely to assume that there may be a wait list in the future. Yeah, well, I think that's what they're experiencing in Washington state. 
it's a new thing uh, and yet it's really appealing to some people the idea that they don't want to take up land and be in a burial in a cemetery for people who are really thinking about burial but don't have an attachment to place and don't want to take up land this is an option to kind of have a temporary burial and it's not in the ground but ultimately you're going to go back to the ground because you will be turned into soil which is absolutely remarkable it's it's incredible to, to see how this transformation can happen that's just going to appeal to a lot of people. I mean, there's quite a lot of soil that is produced, you know, maybe for one body, it could be like a small pickup truck's worth of soil. That can go back and regenerate land that maybe has been degraded, and it's very meaningful. And the green burial that you describe, is that legal here in Colorado? Yeah, green burial is certainly legal. As I said, we've helped families to do green burial even on their own land. And there are certain cemeteries that allow for green burial. You have to check. Most cemeteries in Boulder County don't allow green burial without a vault, which I forgot to mention. Typically, cemeteries require this cement or fiberglass or even plastic covering over the grave because they don't want the land to sink. They want to be able to get their lawnmower to go over the land. And so this big thing... (laughs) is required. In true green burial, there is no vault. You are just putting the body in very simply and then covering it with the earth. We work with some cemeteries that allow for the green burial that is with no vault. Typically, they're requiring a vault. I'm just curious, for your own self, have you decided on a method? (laughs) Ooh. Well, I think at this point it changes (laughs) depending on which new thing we're offering. I think right now I would go for the body composting because I have been very much drawn to the idea of going back into the earth and having my body nourish the earth directly. It's either green burial or body composting. One thing I wish we had here, which we don't have, is conservation burial, which is where you take land that you want to preserve, but you don't want to turn it into anything that looks like a cemetery. You don't want markers. You don't want it to not be accessible to people. It might be land that has been degraded that you are wanting to restore and help native vegetation to flourish and yet you offer people an opportunity to have burial there very simple green burial there might not be any marker it could be you just go to this lovely area and you know that your loved one is under this tree or by this rock you know that and it's a sacred special place but there's nothing to say it's a cemetery other than you knowing your loved one is buried there And these places exist around the U.S. Sometimes it has been done where somebody has taken land that is not in great shape and, oh my gosh, they've transformed it. They've really worked to promote the growth of native vegetation and restore the soil. And I'd love it if Colorado had that. (laughs) that. That might be my heart's wish for where my body goes. But right now it's probably body composting. 
And death is something that we all are going to experience and we all know it's coming. We don't know when it's coming or how mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, but we all know it's going to happen. And yet at the same time, so many of us avoid looking at it or grappling with the fact that we're going to have to make these plans at some point. How do you assist in this process if perhaps they want to investigate their options in a more private, personal way of just themselves doing the research? Education is really a big piece for us, letting people know about choices, talking about death when you're not in crisis. If you wait, and let me tell you, (laughs) most people are really waiting because death is failure and they think if they talk about it, that's going to happen more quickly. It's such a taboo subject. And yet, if you can talk about it, even lightheartedly and laugh and, and really explore what your choices are when you are in a place of health and vitality, then that's the time to do it. That was Karen Van Vuren, co-founder of the Natural Funeral Home in Lafayette, speaking with KGNU News Director Shannon Young. for this edition of How on Earth. Today's show is produced by Shelley Schlender and yours truly, Joel Parker. Shannon Young provided today's feature. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and you can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303 303- 447-9911. For How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show, I'm Joel Parker. <laughs>